Our true natures have been nurturing, caring, loving, but they've also inspiration. been oh, we've given that away. We've allowed oh, yeah, others to manipulate yes. our own true nature. Yes, indeed. Right, a lot because we're we voluntarily closed our eyes a bit. Welcome to another episode of Driving to the Res with your favorite hosts, Inelia oh, and Larry <laughs> and our kitty cats, Yadora <laughs> <laughs> and our doggy woggies, PB, who everybody knows already. So we had a pretty interesting end of the year looking at the forward, looking forward at the year call. Um. I know this is probably about a month or so after that call. Not quite, but it's, it's close. <laughs> a few weeks after the call, yeah. So if you haven't, you know, given it a listen, I, you know, highly suggest that you do give it a listen. It's um, part of our responsibility as uh, brilliance of light workers to be informed. To be informed, mm-hmm. otherwise, sometimes you will get what's the word? Um, blinded by the dark. Mm-hmm. Right. It's called. Looking at 2024 within Elia Benz. Yeah. But it's actually looking with Larry too. <laughs> yeah, I came along. So. Yeah, very interesting information. Uh-huh. Part one is the Fluffy Bunny stuff, the stuff that we can actually publish in all the media, uh, social media outlets. And the second part is the really, really fascinating part where we're going to depth and can actually name things. And give the the situations the nomenclature that we can, you know, right. identify it with specifics. Specifics that we're not yeah. allowed to say. Our first in public state. The first uh, free fluffy bunny part was planned to be a half an hour. It, it ended up being an hour. Yes, nobody told me that time was actually up 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 at half hour. So we went all the way to an hour. And Lots of information there. Part. Lots of bookmarks for you to look out for during twenty twenty four. Take a look at them, because if you write them down and keep them in your awareness, you'll see how the split is coming along. Right. All right. And so we thought we would write our article and talk about the bookmarks, bookmarks. and one of them in particular this this mom this week. Yeah. So yes. let's give her a go. Yeah. The bookmark that we're going to talk about this week for 2024 is called Religions and Aliens. The link between religions and alien. So yeah, this is a newsletter that you can uh, read yourself. Yeah. So go to the sub our Substack, mm-hmm. um, and there all of our newsletters and articles are posted there. Yeah, so you can read it, mm-hmm. or you can just kick back and listen. Yeah. So if you go to Substack.com and search in Elia Benz, you're going to find the the newsletter there and all the articles. All right. So let's give it a read. Religion and aliens, darling. Yes. Yes. During our look at 2024 broadcast, we talked about bookmarks, a series of words and events that will be pushed by the main media in the coming months. That will indicate the progress of our societal split from a single power over others reality into a reality where our true nature is correctly perceived, which is my definition of enlightenment. One of these bookmarks is a semi-official or completely official link between religion and the presence of ETs on Earth 
by the U.S. government and the main religions of the world. Yeah, I feel like that one's been so heavily seeded in in the ancient aliens and all that for so many years now. It's like just a natural progression. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched that show, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's already being seeded everywhere. And my kitty guy's biting me for some reason. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm too much weight on her or something. Um, one of these, oh yeah, so as you read this article, keep in mind that we can often fall for the victim-aggressor paradigm as we start blaming others for the state of the world when it comes to information and education. But instead of falling into anger or frustration at what they are doing, know that I share this information so that you, can, you are knowledgeable of the agenda behind the events planned for 2024 and are able to consciously respond rather than get swept up in turbulent waters with a reactive state. When you know what is planned for the purpose of inciting tension and separation, fighting and angry demonstrations, you must also know you have a choice about whether you'll be joining the amplification of these feelings or not. Uh, that reminds me of boot camp, honestly. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because when you uh, go to boot camp, you've you know, watched all the movies and you know how terrifying and terrible it's going to be. But you're also kind of like, eh, it's probably not going to bug me. I mean, I know it's like, he screams and shouts, but then you get there and you're standing there. It is so easy to get swept into the emotional um, tidal wave of some giant guy screaming at you to do push-ups, face. right? Yeah. But at some point, if you are, if you expand your like, awareness, you understand the purpose of all these push-ups is to exert psychological pressure on you, but also to get you in shape so that at the end of eight weeks or however long, you could do enough push-ups to pass the test. Mm. It's just exercise to pass the test, but the extra emotional baggage twisted into it, when, when that vanishes, it, it loses its power to like um, affect you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of uh, taking it personally, you're like, oh, well, you know, we need to do 20 push-ups today so that we can pass our push-up test. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep doing push-ups for a while and then at the end of a month or so we can take our test and everybody's going to pass and then everybody can stay in the coast guard and if we don't do all these push-ups not everybody's going to pass and uh, the stress part is optional <laughs> right this becomes optional mm-hmm. that affected me greatly in boot camp because uh at first i i uh, i went in with this with the knowing knowledge mm-hmm. that there was games. My dad told me it's games they play and stuff, mm-hmm. but it didn't matter that I knew it. You fell for them anyway. I fell for it anyway because yeah. it was such high stress, right? Yeah. But at some point in there, I found myself again, right? And yeah. when I found my, my well, myself, uh-huh. it was comprehension of the game and what and how it is operated and played, right? Mm-hmm. And then it no longer affected me negatively. It actually turned into I was quite positive. I was like, hmm, lots of food, <laughs> uh, a big pile of it, and you know, plenty it's of exercise, exercise and new information and the ability to excel in a place that I, by nature, should be able to excel. Right. And so then, uh, you know, it was a completely different experience mm. than the start. So I, I equate that similar to what we're we're doing, which is, you know, don't get swept up by the agenda, which is to create this tension in you, mm-hmm. just see it for right? what it is. See it for what it is, and then you know. So are you saying that 
the nasty stuff that happened to your bootcamp was working on good? No, it wasn't nasty. <laughs> that was that was a misconception. Uh-huh. That was the misconception that it was good for you. No, 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 uh, uh, no, 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 there was no nasty stuff. There was exercise. The only nasty stuff was the psychological pressure being applied. But when the psychological pressure that was being applied was understood to be a attempt to manipulate me psychologically, then I saw that I can't, it wasn't, I can't, it's not, you can scream all you want. It's not, it's irrelevant to me because Mm -hmm. it's not affecting me negatively. Mm-hmm. And it's not even affecting me at all. I'm just doing my push-ups. Because you understood that you're being manipulated. I understood that I was being manipulated. Mm-hmm. And so, so is, it yeah. didn't manipulate me anymore. Exactly. So that's exactly what we're doing here. Right. That's what I mean. Understand that all of the stuff that's going to happen in the media is there to manipulate you. And as soon as you understand that, it can no longer manipulate you. Yep. Right. And then you can choose... What to participate and what not to participate in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. At a conscious level. Right, right. Yeah. Like Without pain or suffering. Like, it maybe I'm tired. It's like, okay, I'll take a little of this psychological, like, uh, pile on. I'll say like, yes, that darn guy, he didn't tie his shoes, so we got to do push-ups. <laughs> and that, maybe that powered me through 20 push-ups. But I did a, to help me do 20 push-ups. Mm. But it was just artificial. Artificial. At the end of the day, it's all about empowerment and capacity to stay at our true frequency for the majority of the day, every day. Right? Right. So if we don't amplify those feelings of fear, frustration, anger, taking sides, or giving away our power to a government or religion, we're able to stay at our true frequency the majority of the day, every day. This particular 2024 bookmark is fascinating to me in many ways, primarily because understanding how people function at a level of religious, dogmatic, cultural or societal program is key to the empowerment of those who are awake or awakening on earth. That's why I talk about it so much. (laughs) Do you agree? Indeed. (laughs) When I was in high school, the teacher of religious studies, a class that was part of the core curriculum, taught that religions were a response by society to the human need for expanded awareness, or as he put it, having a religious experience. So people at a core level look out for and search religious experiences, experiences that expand their awareness, their their life, right? Mm-hmm. When we think of a religious experience, we understand it to mean a moment in time when the person sees something that is larger than life and gets carried by the experience out of their small mind and world into the perception or understanding of something much larger. From a purely psychological perspective, as our teacher in religious studies taught us when I was a teen, this can happen in multiple ways. It can happen while watching a sunset. And it is the main drive for people to travel to foreign locations in order to experience things that are outside of their concept of normality. It is the reason why cathedrals were built to inspire awe, and as well as palaces and the stage and light shows of famous singers during live concerts. Like, woo! You get that woo feeling, right? Yeah, it's a larger than your regular day feeling. Yeah. The person leaves feeling like they have been transported into a different realm. 
And this is uh, really fascinating about ET encounters, right? It is. ET encounters, physical experiences, as well as telepathic experiences, can radically change a person. It can completely change their life, their perception of reality, and even turn on psychic abilities. It can, by all defined measures, be a religious experience. Yeah, by the measures that we define those by. Yeah. I know I watch, you know, the fellows that were flying their jets and they had a little Tic Tacs oh, next the to them, the Tic Tac yeah. guys. Their life, their own experience of life has changed dramatically. And they've only had, like, it was a 10 minute, five minute, two minute distance encounter <laughs> by a distance through a camera of a Dawei Ucha. Yeah. And their entire life has changed. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it would be. Like it's positive or negative, like my life's much better because of it, or my life's much worse, but it's changed. It has changed. Right. The better or worser is their choice. It is. And we'll go what into to do that. With it. Right. It is not therefore a great jump to go from ET experience to a religious at a subconscious societal level. This link between the ET experience and the life changing aspect of it will be exploited to control the ET narrative of our culture. We will see increasing media narratives. That link the two, even if it's just through having both ideas in the same sentence or paragraph, or having an ET story directly followed by a story of a religious leader or a main religion. The idea of religion and ET become linked in the manner and that in that manner at a subconscious level. And if you were like a studious person of sociolinguistics or psychological manipulation, if you watch just the the timeline of let's say the daily uh, news, the main ones. If you look at their most, if you look at their most popular program during the day, because they always have the peak hours, and then you look at the narrative as it's presented, the order it's presented during that hour, you will get a very good piece of data around what they're trying to link at a societal level. Ah, tricky. Yeah. It's really, really interesting, if you like that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested in, what are they trying to link? Yeah, yeah that's a good research, right like, because often, you know, it's not very often that I see that. No, we don't see it. It doesn't even name no. enter, but it would be interesting from research mm -hmm. perspective, just to go give it a look-see and say, yeah, so what are they doing? What's yeah. on the agenda today mm -hmm. yeah maybe curious maybe not don't spend too much there because yeah. it gets very frustrating when you start seeing what they're doing it's so base so so base and it's so effective that you can get frustrated you know yes. yeah so effective at a social level yeah the words used for et and ufo have been changed to unidentified aerial phenomena and it is possible that this has been done to introduce religion into the equation. It's hard, for example, to go from ET UFO to a sighting of the Virgin Mary, but it's hard to go from an unidentified aerial phenomenon to God's mother. Right. Those words are linked differently, right? UFO is linked to, you know, little green man and flying saucers, and mm -hmm. that ain't God. Right. There's nowhere to get to Jesus or the Divine Mother from little From green there. man and flying saucers. <laughs> so when the, when the linguistic change came, you know there's a purpose. And the origin of that linguistic change wasn't, well... Random. It was wasn't not only not random, it was who introduced it. Mm -hmm. It was the, powers, the power 
structure. Yeah. That is an existence that is in power over Mm -hmm. others. That's the one who introduced the linguistic change. Yeah. So you can guarantee their agenda for the linguistic change wasn't benevolent. It's like, (laughs) how are they going to use this to take power over somebody? Yes, indeed. Yeah. You just know that's the agenda, so it's easy to follow the trail if you know it from the start, right? Yes. Maybe you can't figure it out very easily, but you know it's what that for. Mm-hmm. So. You know. <laughs> Otherwise like, they wouldn't do it. Right. <laughs> An example could be um, like, oh, I, an unidentifiable phenomena was seen over um, the airport. JFK airport, whatever. And the next section, uh, a painting of Archangel Michael was sold for $3 billion at Schroeder or whatever. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I did see that stuff too. You did? I, oh I did. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's, That's amazing. But it's, it's that unlinked, mm-hmm. you know, in your like conscious level, is that unlinked? But a subconscious level, how we function as a human being, we link the continuous story. Yeah, because we, we perceive things linearly. So if something's linked like that, then at a subconscious level, when they start saying uh, that, oh, yeah, there's a sighting of my Archangel Michael or the Virgin Mary or whatever, you know. It's gonna subconsciously get linked and stick. Yeah, it's gonna stick at an unconscious, subconscious level. Yeah, mm-hmm. we resonate more with things that are familiar to us. That is a psychological trick. Um, even if there was a song when you were a kid that was played in the radio ten thousand times. Um, My God, were there those? Yeah, and you didn't like it, but it kept getting played. Let's say by your brother or whomever was playing it, and. And then 30 years go by and you hear it on the radio, you're going to go, oh, I remember that song. And you start singing to it like, and liking it. Why? My brother used to play that all the time. Yeah. Why? Because it's familiar. It's something that is ingrained as something familiar. And we resonate and we get happy energies, endorphins, when we see familiarity, when we see things that are familiar. So if these links become familiar at a subconscious level, when we see it directly linked, like, um, oh yeah, this aerial phenomenon is actually God coming back or whatever it might be, the divine mother or whatever, then it's going to stick and we're going to say, oh, yeah. That's it. I knew yeah, it. I knew it. Oh, that makes all sense now because the dolphins get triggered by their familiarity of it. Yeah. <laughs> All the things. All the things. All the things. Lovely. Don't forget not to fall into the victim aggressor cycle here. Yep. No victims. Just volunteers. <clears throat> yes. Religious ideas will come in the form of the Virgin Mary, the Lady in all her formats, as well as angels, demons, and spirits. I'm starting to see that actually happening in the alternative media already. Oh, yeah, me too. Actually, it's been happening for a few months now if we think about it. The linking of spirits and divine things, yeah, to ET, whatever, unidentified aerial phenomena. <laughs> you can't say ET or UFOs now when you when you look at it that way. <laughs> why do we need to be aware of these linking narratives, and why does it matter? People are waking up and becoming more perceptive all over the world. 
No matter what side of the split you chose, your awareness is expanding. It can't be helped. As this happens, we start seeing more of the universe and all the creatures within it. If we don't know what's happening, then we look for authorities that can explain it to us. Governments and religions will gladly comply and provide narratives that will keep them as authorities over your life, and thus empower over others. Governments and religions in a, uh, in a power over others paradigm place themselves between the people and the people's higher self. As the people start perceiving that larger reality, religions and governments need to insert themselves between the people and what they're perceiving. The narratives will come with energies of fear or faith, energies that most people react to by giving away their power to something they think will protect them or explain the unexplainable in a manner that doesn't disrupt the order too much. If we see these things reported in the mass media outlets and have no definition or not, and don't know what is happening, the mass media will happily create a narrative for us where we are hopeless, vulnerable, and have to trust in higher powers and authorities to explain it or protect us from it. Our job is to respond instead of react. As our perceptions allow us to personally see these UFOs and ETs or other names we may decide to give them, we can know that it is a natural side effect of our collective raising of awareness. We can therefore respond accordingly and not fall for fear or other agendas set in the scripted narratives for those who are keen to stay in the power of our other's world are pushing. We will define our experience based on the correct perception of our true nature and therefore comprehend the true nature of what we perceive. Exactly. I mean, you really don't need to say more. Right? No. Have you heard that last sentence? Did you make it to the last sentence? We will define our experience based on the correct perception of our true, own true nature and therefore comprehend the true nature of what we perceive. Right. You exit <laughs> yourself from manipulation. Yes. And you perceive what it is that's there yes. for you to experience, right? Yes. And then you choose, well, what, what reaction, what action, if any, will I be taking? Yeah. So, um, so it doesn't have to be like here's A B C D E. It's like how everything comes to you and how you respond, right? Yeah. I respond from the perspective of my own true nature, our own true nature, and what are we? Now, we all aren't the same, <laughs> right. right? Yes, but. Most everyone who's listening to this, and certainly everyone who's gotten this far in this, are very similarly quali qualitied. We have the same kind of quality of light functioning from the space place of light being. And light being, we mean, um, how would you describe light being other than light being, you know? I would say somebody who is motivated or or um, animated by inspiration, animated creation, by creation, exploration, um, capacity to grow, um, link, collect, connect, connection, right, uh, connection with our physical universe, connection at a spiritual level, um. A light being would never in a thousand years step out of, go out of their way to hurt another person on purpose. 
They would never do it. Or a bug or whatever even. It's like, well, you know, maybe some bugs. I don't think bugs qualify, but, <laughs> but it's like another is, person. I'm like, talking about another person. Be realistic here. You're yeah, going to yeah, stop yeah, yeah. make 10 billion bugs. And if you try not to, then you're just being distracted okay, to okay, okay. larger things. But... Yeah, right. You wouldn't torture another person. You wouldn't, you wouldn't torture another bug, person okay. for your own gains. Like, I'm going to trick them so that they, uh, I'm just going to watch them be miserable. That's going to be a great game to watch. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to stack on some misery and see how miserable yeah. they can become. Yeah. Like, exploit. Like, another. all you 10,000 people work your butts off and give me all your money. And, you know, bare subsistence for you. Because if you got all enough money to live, then you're not going to work hard enough for me. So... And I'll if you get you. sick, I'll kill you. And if you get sick, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so that's a dark I mean, those are things. Those are not us. No. None of us listening are like, hmm, well, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> right. Right? Those are the, your true nature. And our true natures have been... Nurturing, caring, loving, But they've also inspiration. been... Oh, we've sorry. We've given that away. We've allowed oh, yeah, others to manipulate yes. our own true nature. Yes, indeed. Right. A lot. Because we're, we voluntarily closed our eyes a bit. Yes. We just had our eyes closed and mm -hmm. our heads down and allow ourselves, in a sense, to have a certain experience, right? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like not the victim experience or the whatever. It's an experience of life, right? Mm -hmm. Now, we're lifting our head and opening our eyes. We're perceiving our true nature. Mm -hmm. Our own true nature isn't to be exploited or exploit, right? Right. right. And so uh, we're not going to pretend we're being nice <laughs> by a pretend thing that somebody said, if you do that now, you're a nice person. We're not going to be exploitable that way. Right. We know what's the right thing to do. But being informed, we can... By being informed. We can be... We, we no longer get blinded by the dark. Right. right. By being informed, by expanding our awareness, by not just like, oh, no, he didn't tie his shoes. I got to do push-ups. That mean guy. I hate that kid <laughs> over there for not having his shoes tied. Look at him. Look what he did to all of us. Right. Yeah. We're not going to fall for that. Right. We're going to be camp. able to look at it from a larger picture. Yeah. From boot camp example. That's right? the boot camp example. I mean, it's so prevalent everywhere. You know, you can see the exact same thing played out a million times mm -hmm. because we like to be able to blame others for what's happening to us if you're in a, in a light way, paradigm yeah. if you're in a light paradigm or we're this paradigm we like to blame but that's not our true nature no, it's not our true nature to blame no. no that's our programmed through darkness nature and we've done that we've chosen what programs to integrate in ourselves hmm. anyways on our second half which our second part um which yes. goes to all our sponsors at subscribe star and walk with me now we're going to be exploring i'd like us to explore if these aerial phenomena or ets or ufos are not what the government and the media are selling then what <laughs> are they we have really? we have an actual um aer aeronautical engineer we do. On our panel. We do have, yeah. Through yes. airplane, helicopter, flight engineer. We do. Yes, that's yeah. one of them. We have a doctor. <laughs> we have a doctor. A doctor yeah. of education. Yeah. In our panel. Mm -hmm. We have a recruiter talk to tens of thousands of people. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Very broad. Yeah. 
um, uh, exposure to a broad variety of like inputs, right? Yes, mm, thousands of people. So we have an architect and a mystic, an architect and a mystic, and uh, she's highly trained in all these other things, you know, like the psychic abilities and yes. Well, even and our our uh, airplane engineer is a regression therapist. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So the, we it's have mystic mystics. as well. <laughs> all of our, <laughs> all panel of our of panels yeah, from different walks of life. From different professional walks of life. Yeah. So, you know, check in, check into the second part. Yeah. The second part. We call it the yeah. second hour, do we? We call it the second hour. And for sure, it's the way to support our work. For sure. Yeah. So go there. And if you want to support our work and get all these goodies and further discussions. Really dig in on this. Yeah. Really dig in this. And also, you know, it's like a lot of the stuff that we talk about are bits that we can't really put into social media because we'll get, because we're getting our channels banned and stuff. That. So you get to get the meat and potatoes also on the second hour mm. and you get to support us. So thank yes. you to all our present uh, supporters and um, patrons, patrons of the light. Yep. yep. From <laughs> Subscribestar and from Walk With Me Now. Yep. Okay. And we'll see you in a minute. In a minute. <laughs> Love you, honey. Love you. So as a teen, I used to play the game of bringing in the black helicopters with my friends. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was very easy to do and it would work every time. And it was like, do we want to waste billions of dollars for the this agencies that are doing this? Because this, this technology that they put out in the air, they're expensive.